Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, SSJ Blackrot, here with another episode of Should I Play That? Uh, this episode uh, may sound a little different. Uh, we've had some hiccups in how we record and how, uh, you know, uh, with the process a little bit. So, once again, this episode was uh, streamed on Twitch. So, guys, if you don't follow me already on uh, twitch.tv, slash SSJ Blackrot, go ahead and follow me. Just go ahead and visit this website, uh, find my profile, and hit the little heart. Uh, you know, we've, uh, this is gonna be week number two of us actually uh, doing a live show on Twitch. Um, and we've had fun, we've had some fun. So uh, we're gonna go jump back into it. The beginning of the footage um, sort of messed up but uh, we're just gonna jump straight into the show. Uh, this week, I had K Spade, the prospect. He is a sports content creator. Um, he works in the industry. Um, you guys are really gonna enjoy um, him as a guest on the show, but uh, let's just go ahead and jump straight into it. Spade, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. I'm, I'm happy to finally make it here, man. Nice, nice, nice. Um, you know, you, you're half of the Strong Arm Sports Podcast, so uh -huh. you, know, you got the experience of that. You got the experience in sports gaming and everything like that. So uh, I, I, I've been wanting to have you on for a while now to so uh, sort of give us your, I guess, your expertise in sports games. It, so. it took you 54 episodes to get me here, man. I wanted to be here around like 10 or 11, but I, I'll take 55. <laughs> All right. So um, if, it's a, if this is the first time you've ever watched a show, uh, we like starting off the show with uh, a little section called What You've Been Playing. And with that, we just sort of go over what we've been playing lately. So case fade. Yes, sir. What you've been playing, man? Oh man, the the only consistent game in my rotation right now is Madden. Okay. I'm in a uh, franchise with a couple of friends, so that's pretty consistent. I try to get a game a day in on that, but other than that, I've, I've been just touching anything, man. Just looking for something to scratch that itch. I fooled around with Frostpunk for a little bit, um, Kakarot for a little bit. I had a run on Need for Speed, um, and I'm I'm trying to dive into this this new Warzone uh, BR. Okay, so before we jump into Warzone, because that's a, that's what I've been playing as well. Uh, okay. I mean, how do you like Kakarot? Because you know, look at looking at my name, people are like, they either they look at it, they either get it or they completely butcher it. But you know, yeah. the SSJ Blackrot, you know, is a is a pun on Kakarot. I'm right. A big fan of Dragon Ball. So like, how do you feel about the game? Right. Um, I guess because I'm I'm also a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. It's just okay for me because in some cases it doesn't follow the show to me, but I, I think if you, uh, I don't know, I, I guess if you're a fan, you're a fan. I mean, I, I like it, but I'm saying like, wait a minute, that didn't really go like it went in the show. So I, I have those moments, but other than that, I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely throws some, you know, some curveballs in there. Um, but I feel like what they did with this is they sort of took what they did with Dragon Ball Z and then at the same time, it's sort of retconning some things that they added in Dragon Ball Super. So, like, there's definitely some things that sort of connect into Super that I can see them, of course, either doing a sequel or doing some DLC down the road. But, um, I mean, it's a fun game. I feel like it's definitely a, a game for the fans. Like, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, sure. you know, it's a, it's a pickup. 
it's definitely a pickup. But um, you said you've also played Need for Speed. How's that going for you? Uh, I'm finally at the point of Need for Speed where I kind of ramped down. They did something that I, I did enjoy. The, the campaign was fairly short. Uh, I'm one of those people. I gave myself a term. I, I'm self-diagnosed uh, gaming ADHD. So okay. I typically don't finish games. I play for a little while. I get tired of them and I move on. So I was shocked that I actually finished the campaign in this Need for Speed. But I may have finished it too soon. I finished it. And friends of mine, we continued to play for a little while, and then we both kind of, you know, we all kind of had cars that was, uh, you know, top-notch cars. It was killing shit, and then it was just kind of on to the next. So I don't know if they found that sweet spot in campaign. I, I, I don't know. You know, it might have been too short. I know they're probably trying to combat it being too long, and I know that gaming companies have all the, the data to see whether or not people are actually finishing campaigns and how far along they're getting, so they probably feel like they found the sweet spot. But for my personal liking, I felt like it was a tad bit too short. About like how long did it take you to finish? Because oh man, because I'm because I'm, I'm I feel like I'm in the same boat. I'm part part of that uh, gaming ADHD club where honestly I think like the last game I finished was Kakarot, of course. But like I honestly can't even tell you what I finished before that. So um, how about how long do you think it took you to finish that? I want to say less than a week though. I. I really think it was less than a week hmm. i don't know i feel like need like old need for speed games like i'm thinking like most wanted that that took like a while to finish yeah most wanted was the goat though because it had uh <laughs> you could get that that thousand gamer score hella easy yeah. you remember when people cared about gaming score you know i i i'm trying to think what was the last game that i've actually cared about getting i don't even look at achievements anymore i yeah. don't even know when i get achievements you think that's something where, like, if no, I don't think that's something that they'll take away. I think it'll it'll always no, no, be no. there for people that you know, for the people that do care about it. But I think for the most part, like most gamers, like it pops up on the screen and like, okay, whatever, let's keep going. It's still a few guys out there that hunt them down. There's one in the chat. Uh, that left cross guy, he hunts them down. He tries to, he wants all the achievements. So they they keep them out there for those people. Okay, yeah, let's, let's get on him. It's 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 not for me. That's <laughs> like yeah, I said yeah, before, me. like I I don't finish games like that. So, um, yeah. All right, so let's let's go ahead and jump into the the tax brass right here. Let's do Call, it. Call of Duty Warzone. It's uh, Activision's, you know, their second attempt at a yep. battle royale. Yep. And I'll I'll let you talk about it first. Like, what? How do you feel about uh, uh Warzone? First of all, did you like Blackout? I, I, I felt like playing Blackout. I'd rather play Battlefield at that point. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it didn't do it. Didn't do it for me. So I, I think for me, you know, COD. I used to be kind of good at COD. I'm trash now, but because I'm so familiar with COD, that makes both of these BR attempts a pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still want to learn, you know, the map and sight lines and all the other good stuff, but it's so it's so familiar and. For that reason, I think definitely over PUBG, which didn't really speak to me. Uh, Fortnite, for me, is more about building. Uh, Apex, of course, advanced it in some other ways, but just for, like, the gun-on-gun thing. Plus, man, I got to admit, I got to give them their props. Anytime you take something that's, that's been done well and you try to, like, advance it, I'm going to give you kudos. So the – what is it called? The, the – goulash or something like that what is it called when you fight people yeah the the gulak 
That's just fire. It's fire. I like that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fire, man. I like it. I like it. So I'm going to give them their props for advancing it. I'm still ass at it, but yeah. (laughs) You know, I'll play with it for a little while until my ADHD kick in and then I'll be on to the next. Yeah. I I definitely say kudos to Activision for. I feel like they did a good job of taking what people like from different battle royales. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, like, I feel like the the just the overall gunplay of just Call of Duty, like that's just that's his own thing. Like that's what people come to Call of Duty for. So they have that on point. Um, I like how, like you said, like the Gulag, that's a it's a cool twist. Like it's a, it's like I was worried because I think me and shout out to um, uh, the Gamers Haven. Uh, I was on his stream. You know we were playing it, and uh, we I think we played Plunder first. So okay. Um, I'll sort of get into Plunder real quick. Plunder is a mode where it's essentially like just a giant Call of Duty game um, where, you know, I think up to 150 people, uh, you and your uh, crew, you're basically on the map, you know, shooting other teams, getting money, and then also picking up these bounties to get even more money. So um, the only thing about it, though, is that, you know, you could die and then respawn. So that's sort of... It, it pulls me back from the whole battle royale perspective. You know, I'm, I, I think playing like that, you're more reckless. Right. So, yeah, we played a match in that. We weren't really feeling it. And then we jumped into, um, you know, just the regular battle royale, uh, which I feel like is, I feel like that's the better mode. I just wasn't really a good, you know, a big fan of Plunder. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, uh, I like that at least when you drop down, you have a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I found that out the hard way. Everybody <laughs> jumped out. The, they jumped out strapped. Everybody. Yeah. And then um, just like uh, I feel like everything works. Like they pulled the they got the thing from Apex where you can look at something and you could call out. So I oh, think yeah, that's pinging key. different things. Yeah, so you could, yeah, you could ping different things. You could ping enemies. I feel like uh, most games like that should have that. So. They, they definitely, you know, I I enjoyed, you know, my time playing it. Played maybe about two hours worth of it. Um, but like you said, I sort of want to see where this goes. I want to see... Um, I want to see what they do with it. They've already announced that they're working on increasing the player cap. That's something mm. that we're going to get down the road. Um, mm. I, you know, I could definitely see them adding, like, nighttime variants or maybe a separate map. But, like, all that's, you know, is down the road. Uh, we sort of got to see how many people jump into uh, picking it up and playing it. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how, all I've really played this week. Um, I got to I gotta catch up on some stuff. I definitely do. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, people in the comments, they were making fun of me because all I've been playing was uh, my time at Forsha, which is it's basically like Animal Crossing or Harvest Moon. So... Uh, I guess I'm just chilling until the actual Harvest Moon comes out. And I have Harvest Moon. Uh, Animal Crossing comes out this month. And then Doom. Doom Eternal. Got you. Really looking forward to that, too. Yeah, Doom. Doom's got a lot of anticipation. A lot. Yep. So um, let's go ahead and jump into the trailer of the week. Uh, we have, you know, we, do, we just talked about it. We have Call of Duty Warzone. Not too loud. Oh. 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 O
conviction is inbound. That used to get us every November, fam. Yeah, so that that's Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, basically, we you know we just talked about it, but how do you? I mean, so like when you first saw the trailer before actually playing the game, like what you what, what was like your initial thoughts? Hypeness, just <laughs> hype. I, it's crazy because I kind of was getting to the point with Battle Royale, so I was like, man, you know, everybody's trying to make a BR. I'm just out on BR, and then I saw this trailer. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait, wait. We're going to give this a shot. I don't know, man. It's a lot of new stuff in terms of BR, being able to, you know, like you said, coming in with weapons. The the one clip where he gave Buddy two to the knee and kicked him into the propeller. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. This is the best time to play. You want to get in in the first three to five days when everybody's kind of new. Everybody's fresh. Yeah. Like Next I... week, I'm out. That's mm. when the pros start to emerge. I'm you out. Know, tell me why I think uh, we're on a bridge, and I think uh, the Gamers Haven. I think they have this clipped on their page, but essentially, okay. like we see, like this uh, this team, like on a bridge, and we like run up this ramp, and I, like you said, like every right now is just, just noobs. So like I ran through uh, the team, like ran them over while we're like in this truck, and like I think that match, like I had like, and I never get this in battle rounds. I was like. I think more like 11 kills or something like that. Like, I was killing folks. You got five in the feeling, truck. You feeling, just ran feeling, over yeah, five in the truck. Feeling really good. Um, but like you said, yeah, in about a week from now, all the pros, all the, you know, all the, uh, you know, tryhards, the sweaty folks. Yep. Sweats. Yeah. yeah man. So, I mean, and they out there now, but they're just, they just blended in with all the noobs. Yeah. I'm just, I, I think I, I might even like play some more tonight before, <laughs> before it, like, it just, becomes infested full of all these sweats uh, this I, is your time yeah. I, I really want to commend them for, for making it free too because one of the things I feel like uh, kept uh, Blackout from being able to be as big as it possibly could have been was you had to buy the game and if the biggest two in the BR realm that you're competing against got free titles like you was never going to break into that market share like they wanted to if, if it had a $60 price point just to get to that mode so making it free to play was step one uh, they seem to have some innovative, you know, additions to the to the growing scene. I, I'm here for it. I, I hope it goes good for them. Yeah, but just you know, rest in peace, my hard drive. Like for sure, 100 gigs. <laughs> I I legit like I use like a like an external uh, terabyte drive, like a like three okay. four terabytes. But yeah. even then, like it's it's already starting to fill up. So like, I had to spend spend some time and starting to delete games because I think what Grand Theft Auto is like what 80. Yeah. Um, Destiny 2 is close to 100. This is 100. It's getting ridiculous, folks. Like It is. I hope next-gen, like, standard, we come with, like, at least, you know, 5 terabytes. 
And that's crazy to even think, golly, once upon a time, if you'd have told me you had a terabyte and, and you needed to delete something, I thought you was over there bootlegging DVDs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I told one of my friends, I'm like, yo, we getting on this Warzone, man, install it. He said, man, I still got a day one. Like, <laughs> I'll never get that thing installed. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, like, I know a couple of friends too. Like, they're running on like an OG PS4 and never upgraded their hard drive. I'm like, yo, you're you're a brave soul. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't like have to delete things and then re reinstall them if I wanted to play or if some friends wanted to play. Yeah, like it's like the way these games are being made now and how everyone feels like they want to be like a live service. Yep. A majority of all these games are going to be at least 100 gigs. And with next gen, you know, the game's looking better, running smoother. These mm-hmm. installs are going to be even, you know, greater than that. So, sure. um, like, but going back to the trailer of the week, uh, def- definitely shout out to Activision. I feel like there hasn't been like a Call of Duty trailer where I, I'm like not somewhat thinking about trying it out. Like, it, it, it they do a thing where they, they can pull you in and get you hype about whatever they're talking about. Yep. Yeah, so. Worst case scenario, they just bring Captain Price back for the fifth time. They're gonna, they're gonna get you hype. <laughs> but they are gonna get you hype. But we're still gonna play it though. As much as we can play right. about it, we're, we're still picking it up. We're still get it every it year. Yeah. yeah, they got me. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, guys. Um, next up, we're gonna jump into some news and some Q and A. But uh, give us a second. We'll be in the chat, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Should I Play That episode 55 featuring my boy K Spade. What's going on? What up? All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the news. And uh, I feel like the news, like starting off, like trying to prepare for this episode, I was like, all right, I have like one or two stories and that's it. But then everything started dropping back to back to back. I had to like cut some stories, but uh, let's jump into the first bit of news. Um, Oh, we gotta fix the screen real quick. Let's see. All right, so starting off, let's talk about uh, off of Complex, 2K and NFL to partner to produce multiple future video games. Uh, this, you know, dropped maybe like a day or two ago. Uh, it has everybody really hyped. They're thinking, "Yo, is this the return of NFL 2K? You know, are we gonna get back, you know, that 2K goodness uh, in football?" You know, I think most people nowadays just read headlines and then just run with it. <laughs> they uh, they don't click on the links anymore. They just see what the headline says and just start making up their own thing. Like, I think by the end of the day, I saw maybe like a couple of like smaller blogs talking about like UK uh, football coming back. Guys, if you click into the link, click into the article, uh, they already said that they they're working on a partnership but it's going to be for non um, non simulation football games. So, uh, K Spade, what do you what do you what do you sort of feel like they're they're getting at with this? I'm not really sure. I, I don't know if we can expect something like NBA Playground. I don't know if they're going to go that route. I don't know if it's going to be something card based. Um, I got to admit, I'm kind of excited for it because obviously competition, anytime it's competition, man, the consumer is the winner there. And also, man, sometimes, uh, you know what they say, man, 
competition makes both sides better. So I, I actually like this thing being opened up. I, I like the fact that it's going to be more than one choice at football games, regardless of whether or not one is more Sam and the other's not. I like options, man, and I feel like options always is going to bode well for the consumer. So I think, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Black Hokage. If you guys don't follow him, follow him. Uh, he's a great streamer, YouTuber. Um, yeah, I think he, on one of his one of his podcasts, uh, he talked about uh, why NFL Street, why we don't see that anymore. And uh, the biggest reason why is just, you know, uh, sales. Uh, for the most part, you know, people say that they want these street games back. But when you go back and look at the sales, it's not really matching up to like Madden or matching up to, you know, 2K basketball. So uh -huh. uh, I feel like, you know, them tackling some sort of like non-simulation uh, type football, I think it might be, you know, a revival of its like, game like street. But at the same time, um, I don't know. Like, I think if this happens, like we have to go out there and we have to pick it up. Definitely have to pick it up because if I feel like if they you know take a shot at this again and people don't play it or don't pick it up, we probably won't see you know street anything in the future. But what? Let me ask you this: What do you think they have to do differently to get people to pick up this game? Mm. That's a really good question because with it having two Ks hands on it, I wonder. I hate to admit it, man, but microtransactions, they're here to stay. Uh, I know a lot of gamers don't like that, but I think it's its not going anywhere. So I wonder how they're going to make this game make money. Because ultimately, if you just jump on the game, choose a team and play, that just don't... And it may not. It may be something completely different, but hmm. I think that could be something to make it uh, to where it could still have a K feel and make it almost ultimate team like or my team like. I, I don't know. I, I I definitely think it needs to be advanced. You can't just say I'm a I'm a pool something that was hot 20 years ago. I'm gonna rescan it and put it out and think it's gonna do stupid numbers. I, I don't think so. Anyway. Yeah, and I and I. You know, it's still up in the air whether or not we'll still get, like, you know, actual NFL teams in this. Or are they going to pull something like, you know, have some sort of, like, I don't know. Like how, like, uh, NBA 2K has, like, the whole playground thing. But just, mm -hmm. like, a football twist on that. Um, right. I can see them doing that. Um, if they really want to try something different, maybe make that free to play. And, I mean, they're like you said, microtransactions is here to stay. They're, they're not shying away from it. They're going to make their money regardless from microtransactions. But if True. you go free-to-play, you get in-game into more people's hands. Because I'll tell you the truth. Like, I, I think I will I would pick up a game like that, you know, when it starts going on sale. So, like, if the game dropped, you know, it would normally drop, you know, in the summer. I'd wait until, like, the holiday season when they once they have, like, the Black Friday sales. And that's typically when I pick up my sports games. Um, if you eliminate that, go free-to-play and... You know, I feed into the beast too. I I buy my microtransactions. Uh, there you go. Now you, now you have my money. Uh, compared to me, like not buying the game at all, or um, you know, getting it from a friend or something like that. So, uh, it's definitely you know something that's gonna be uh, floating 
in the news. Uh, we'll, of course, talk about it once we get some more information on it. But uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what we got. Um, next up, and this is, I don't know, this is this is a curveball. I wasn't expecting this uh, next bit of news. But we have uh, GameStop appointing Reggie fils to the board of directors. Uh, if you don't know, Reggie was the... Um, uh, the VP or the was the CEO of uh, no he was the president Nintendo. of Nintendo yeah Nintendo of New, uh, Nintendo of America and you know I think he you know he he had a really good time at the company like he was uh, you know we don't want to talk about the Wii U but you know he was there for the Wii U but at the same time he was also able to turn that around with the Switch um, they also uh, added like two other people onto the board you have Bill Simon and J.K. Uh, uh, Simac, and you know they're both coming from PetSmart and Walmart. So, uh, you know, three really big, you know, key figures that can sort of turn GameStop around. Spade, how do you feel about Reggie and uh, GameStop? What do you think is like this whole situation? How do you feel about it? I applaud the effort. I mean, anybody can see from miles away that <laughs> GameStop is somewhat suffering. I don't think it's necessarily because of the way that GameStop does business, though. I think more and more gamers are going digital. Uh, it's not like they was paying top dollar when you was trading games in anyway. And I don't know. I, I think the way consoles continue to go more and more digital, it just puts more of a strain on on GameStop and their business plan. So I do I applaud the effort. They see something's going wrong, and, and they're not just going to sit back and, and watch everything fall down. I don't know if he's going to be able to save it. He had a comment that I somewhat agree with. He said that gaming industries need GameStop. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that, but it might not be completely wrong. Uh, I worked with a guy that was telling me, like, man, when I was in college, I, just, I literally played everything. I would just go buy something used. And after I found out an acceptable reason to take it back was didn't like it, I was just beating three games a week. I would just show up in two days like, yep, didn't like it and grab another one. So I don't think that's helping GameStop's business plan, but it's sure as hell helping games get out into the hands of more users. So I'm curious to see where this thing go, man. I'm curious. Yeah, and like they, for like a, like, I think they only had it for like a day, but they had a program uh, about a year or two ago where you can, I think, for the price of like $60, $70, um, that will get you pretty much game rentals at GameStop for I want to say two or three months and then once that you know subscription ended whatever was the last game that you had checked out would be the game that you keep wow so you know they they had that idea um for some reason you know it just didn't work with their system or like they sort of you know pulled the plug last huh. moment so uh with GameStop you know they're doing those retro shops now they're doing um pretty much like this gaming space shop I don't know have you seen any of those yet uh-uh. So I haven't. yeah, so basically what they're doing, they're taking the store and they're turning it into like if you've ever been into like a like a mom and pop gaming store that's like sells yep. cards and stuff. How they sometimes have like a table in the back with like where you can play games. Like they they're essentially turning like half of the store into a uh, like a gaming space. You could rent out really? uh, you know PCs, rent out systems, uh, play games while you're at the store. And then, of course, you know, the other half of the store, you could buy games, you could buy collectibles. Um, so they're they're making the right effort 
on to like trying to shake things up and you know doing things right. differently i feel like reggie right. is one of the best people to help you know spark this and get more people behind it because uh, right now there's only like a couple of stores out there that do this so um mm. i just hope i hope the best for this um i i really didn't see reggie doing this you know he's retired i would have thought that he would have just you know laid back and and sit on his nintendo money but you know i guess I guess if you have a passion for something, you know, it, it and it calls your name, you, you jump for it, you go for it. So, good luck, yeah, with Reggie. Especially the right challenge, too. You know. Yeah. Um. Especially with you know the new consoles right around the corner. Uh. Let's let's hope that you know. I I want to see GameStop live. Like as as much as people feel bad about GameStop, uh, some people are jaded. Um. I'm sort of in a boat where I feel like it's good to have like a dedicated gaming store. Uh. Granted. Mm-hmm. I buy all my things on my console now. Like I'm a, I've been like a digital person for like the last like three, four years. Um, but at the same time, if I want to buy something physical, if I want to go to a place where I could talk to someone else about video games, there's GameStop. All right, and uh, yeah. our last story for today, uh, and this has been like an evolving story that's been going on all week. Uh, let's just say that this is just hashtag canceled for everything. Hmm. Uh, the coronavirus, you know, we talked about it last week. Uh, it is still spreading. It's still, you know, people are still catching it. Um, so at this point, you know, E3 has been canceled. Uh, and not even just like a postponed, like GDC, like straight up canceled it. Um, this is this is big because I know in the past on the show, we've talked about E3 sort of not being in the right place. It's not like what it was, you know, a couple years ago. A lot of companies are seeing E3 and they're seeing that they don't have to spend the money being there. Uh, yep. Sony, for the most part, uh, this year and uh, last year, they pulled the plug. They're like, "Hey, we're just not gonna, we're just not going to be here. Like yep. we're we're sort of over E3." Um, it, it was essentially turning into, you know, "Hey, let's, you know, digitally stream like these showcases of these games," and like the the landscape of E3 was changing. So. Um, seeing how it's like actually canceled now, uh, I sort of looked into it and sort of went on Twitter, and you know, it like something like this is really it's it's hurting like the small people, it's hurting the like the indie developers who go to E3 and that's their time to sort of market their game to bigger companies. Uh, so now that E3 is canceled, they don't really have that. They don't have that space to market with people, to network with people. Uh, games that small games that normally would come out like in the fall or winter that are like you know indie hits we mm-hmm. may not see that this year yeah but how do you feel about e3 being canceled yeah i think you kind of hit the nail on the head uh the bigger companies don't really need it i don't think it moves the needle much for some of the bigger companies not like it used to back in the past uh, you spoke to sony pulling out of course ea pulled out years ago more and more of the bigger companies were starting to pull out and do their own thing anyway uh, but it is more about the smaller companies that need the exposure uh, because there's really good indie games out there, man. And a lot of people just don't know about them. They just, they got no other way of being seen. So it's unfortunate, uh, definitely for the, for the smaller companies, but I, I mean, obviously I understand it. I think we're kind of dealing with something that's a little bit scary, a little bit unknown. You and I spoke a little bit off air and I was saying it's weird. It kind of feels like a movie, like, you know, I'm just seeing all this stuff like, oh, man, this person's quarantine and, and this. And, that. and it's like, man, it almost doesn't feel real. And I think, um, 
you know, obviously nobody wants these liabilities on, on their hands. And I think obviously you don't want to throw caution to the wind on something like this. So I, I guess it's the right decision. I think it's the right decision, but it's just weird, man. It's super weird. You, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, part of hashtag team millennial and I'm, I'm seeing like these low ticket prices for plane tickets and want to go somewhere, right? <laughs> I want to go somewhere, but at the same time, like you're right, you, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I think being safe, that's, you know, that takes priority. Um, but I don't know, shout out to these plane tickets and gas being, being really, really cheap right now. Max, um, and it ain't just tickets and gas, bro. Like, uh, housing interest rates are dumb low right now. Go buy you a couple houses. Hey, this is the time. If you have some money stacked up, go ahead and start investing. Go get loose. Um, but yeah, like you said, it sort of does feel like a movie. It sort of feels like um, it feels like what like a, what a prequel to a movie would be. Like before, like this big you know yep. world changing event is happening. Um, you know, I, I do want to you know say you know my prayers to people out in Italy. Like that place is you know it's pretty much like shut down, uh, quarantined. Um, like they that that country is like seen like the biggest. Well, besides China, have seen like the biggest like death rates. Ooh. So. I don't know what it is. Like, it's, I feel like we still have yet to see it get, you know, you know, as bad as it could get before it starts getting better. But I feel like at least these companies are taking their time. They're um, being precautious that, you know, let's not get a bunch of people from all over the world to be congregated in this small little space. Let's, uh, you know, take the time to do this digital. Uh, they've already talked about uh, having like di digital shows uh, digital events. Uh, Xbox has already confirmed that. Uh, we already know Sony, they're going to do it. Nintendo, they're doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the right move right now. Um, and that's just, and that's just like the beginning of it. Um, I think before the show started, I was telling you that final round is uh, something that's happening in Atlanta uh, this weekend. And, you know, if you don't know, that's like a, um, what I consider like the first stop on the Evo circuit. So people that play, you know, fighting games competitively, they fly out and they come to this tournament in Atlanta and like they're pretty much trying to qualify for Evo and mm. um yeah I'm not going like <laughs> I'll watch it I'm gonna watch everything on the stream if they uh still decide to do it but yeah uh guys stay safe wash your hands this man just got through talking about cheap flights <laughs> <laughs> and just and just bailed on this event yeah I I mean this is your chance to be brave and tell you the truth if i see like a, a round trip ticket to like hawaii for like 98 bucks i I'm, i may take that vacation for the weekend i'm telling you i, I don't want to make a, a joke of a serious situation but this is how i felt last year when everybody was saying like oh, man don't go to the dr i was like do you see these rates fam i'm gone like i don't know what y'all talking about <laughs> oh man yeah that was yeah that was pretty bad I just, I just sort of shows you how like this, the, you know, the world, the world sort of like, like I don't say it repeats itself, but like it, you know, there's always things happening. Um, mm -hmm. Try not to blow it out of proportion, but at the same time, still be safe. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what we got. Um, like you said, E3 2020 is over now. Um, of course, when we hear more about it, more hear more about what's going to be done. Go ahead and you know hit that like button, hit that follow button. Uh, we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, follow us on social media and all that jazz. All right. So Alert. next up, we're going to go ahead and jump into Q&A. 
Shout out to the guys on Twitter today. You guys came through with the questions. Um, let's, uh, let's see. Let me fix this up once again. But we got a ton of questions for you. Okay. I might be afraid. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and start off with the first question. How did you come up with the name K-Spade? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to try to make this a super quick story. It basically just speaks to how stubborn I am. Uh, so my family moved when I was in middle school, the, the year in between seventh grade year and eighth grade year. So I, I moved from a school that was predominantly white to a school that, that was predominantly black. And the kids would play cards after lunch. They would eat and play cards. And I would just sit there and and watch. And I watched pretty much that whole first week. And I thought I had the gist of the, of the game of space. I thought I had it pretty figured out. And just waiting for my moment. And the moment came one day. I was like, yo, do you know how to play? And I was like, yeah. And they was like, you want to play? And I'm like, yeah. So it didn't take long before they was like, wait a minute. You don't know how to play. And I'm like, nah, fam. I do. I got it. And I get to the king of spades. And he says, you cannot. That's, that's not a book. You can't count that as a book. But then I didn't understand. They were playing with deuces, you know, deuces wild and big joker, little joker. I'm thinking if spade is trump, the king is the, the highest card in the spade suit. So the king of spades is the king. And they was like, no, you, you can't count this. And I was just so bullheaded and so stubborn that I kept trying to win books with the king of spades at all costs. I mean, my partner's winning the book, bow, I'm slapping the king of spades down on the top of the you know, I'm just I'm trying my best to to prove these guys wrong who clearly know more about the mess than I do. And it just kind of became a joke. Obviously, I didn't get invited to play anymore, but the rest of the school year, especially that next day, it was like, oh, the king of spades. So at some point when I started doing music and I was like, ah, you know, I need a cool rap name. I was like, bet, I'm going to be the king of spades. And everybody was like, that's a long ass name. <laughs> so it kind of got shortened to K Spade, and it was supposed to be like a first initial and a last name, and I just ran with it. So after my music thing came and left, when I started doing YouTube, when I needed a name, I already had one, K Spade. So it just kind of stuck. Uh, the K kind of fell off at some point, and people pretty much just called me Spade, but it basically means I'm stubborn, and even when I'm dead ass wrong, <laughs> I will argue you to the death. Hey, I mean, it's, it's it's a good name. It's catchy. It's something that you know you're able to stick with for yeah. for a while you know i it, a good nickname like that's hard to come by some people you know they have it some people don't uh you know i changed to uh black rot maybe like a year or two ago before then i went by like a uh i had black hulk and i was like a as like a kid uh that was like something that my cousin used to call me because i would like get angry at him and he'd like i'd hulk out on him he's like yo like chill relax what are you a black hulk and that mm -hmm. sort of stuck, but you know, uh, right. I don't know. I like I like Black Rot a little bit more. Um, let's go ahead and jump into your next question, uh, real quick. I think you uh, we're starting to get static from your mic. From my mic? Yeah. Good heads up, good catch on that. Let me know when I'm straight. My good. Uh, no, it's still going. Okay. Hold on. Oh wait, yep, there we go. Good now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I th 
I think it's good now. Yeah, it's good now. <laughs> it might be back. I just moved it again. So let yeah, me know. It's, yeah, it's back. <laughs> God dang it. All right, hold on. What about now? Mm, no, I still hear it. Oh, my God, man. In the middle of the show, though? Hey, but this this is the joy of doing things live, guys. It's so, live. Yeah. It's live. <laughs> so while you're fixing that, I'll go ahead and plug okay. in the channel. Um, yeah, go ahead. And let yeah, me, let like me, I said, we are on, um, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, should I play that? Really simple. Add us on all of it if you want to you know, be in touch with whenever we talk about these stories, whenever we uh, are about to do streams. Um, yeah, I want to start doing giveaways as well. So definitely follow us on the uh, social media platforms. Um, and we're everywhere, wherever you find podcasts. So that's Spotify, that's Apple Music, Google Play. We're there. Should I play that? At us. But yeah, you sound good now. I'm not hearing any static. All right, cool. Oh, wait, that's... I lied. Oh, my God, fam. <laughs> I think this is one of those situations where you get like the the, the coat hanger, you gotta hold it in a certain. Yeah, position. I need some aluminum foil. Yeah. Is it still tripping? I might just have to change cords. Oh, uh, I mean it's 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 bearable now. But before, yeah, I could like go ahead and talk. I was gonna say I can change cords if need be. Okay, yeah, if you want to change cords, we could do that. Yeah, let yeah. me do that. All right, hold on. Yeah, while we're doing that, let's go ahead and talk to the chat. Chat. What's going on? How you feeling? And I know right now, if you listen to this on like our audio source, um, you're like, "Yo, what's going on? Why, why are they doing all of these uh, unneeded transitions and talking weird?" Hey, listen. Instead of watching or or listening on that, you know, follow us on social media. Find out when we're doing these live, and you could be in the chat with these people. So uh, once again, chat. So I see we got Samsung V in the chat we got subject t i want to shout out subject t for being our mod uh you know she's she's been on the show a couple times and you know with us doing the streaming thing i you know i had to i had to reach out i had to get some help and i appreciate her for uh jumping in yes mistakes do make for great moments so let's make this moment great um i I don't know. What do you guys? Uh, what have you guys been playing lately? We got Cameron saying that K Spade, that K Spade guide is a goof, so it's all good. K Spades, you know your your community coming through. I appreciate you guys too. You guys, you know, like I said, have been lively asking these questions. Uh, you guys have been talking in the chat. <laughs> Spade is a walking difficulty. <laughs> Let's see, and then uh, the PlayStation Direct this Friday. Um, I think we're going to see, of course, Last of Us. We're probably going to see... I don't think we're going to see any PlayStation 5 stuff. I'm, I'm hoping that we, we do... Wait, I'm hoping that we don't, so that I can reverse it, reverse psychology, and we actually do get a PlayStation 5 thing. I feel like we may get it next month, maybe right before E3. Oh, wait, I'll take that back. Right before... What's supposed to be E3? Uh, we might see that. All right. Uh, go ahead and say something. Yeah. Well, 
I think I, I think this is as as best as we're gonna get it. I'm all right. So yeah, I'm not hearing it now. So we're good. <laughs> all right. So let's jump back into the next question. See what was the one game that uh, got you hooked to gaming? And this is from Book Super Dope on Twitter. Mm. Um, uh, probably Contra, probably the original Contra. Hmm. And I, I know that's that's uh, that's really old, but uh, back in those days, you needed the Contra code, the up up down down, to get thirty lives to beat Contra. And this is long before online gaming. So, like, my neighborhood claim to fame was that I could defeat Contra with the three lives given. Wow. And I, I don't know. I think that's where it started. That's where I just really got hooked. I couldn't get enough of it. I was like, that takes some skill because I, I don't think I've ever played Contra without using that code. So, doing it, doing it with the with the three lives, like that's a that's a feat in itself. Do you think you could you could uh, do that like to this day? Probably with some practice. I don't think I could, you know, you couldn't boot it up right now and I make it through. But, yeah, with some time, yeah, I think I could. Okay. Yeah, that could be like a potential stream in the future, right? Hell, yeah. That's a great idea. We should do that. All right. Our next question coming from Left Cross from Twitter. Uh, let's see. What made Spade fall in love with Shenmue? Oh, man. <laughs> that game is awesome. First of all, it was on the Dreamcast, which is one of the greatest consoles of all time. The original one, anyway. And to this date, I still never played the second one because it was on the original Xbox, which I didn't have. Um, I had access to one. I had friends that had it, but that white and black button was just crazy. I could never press it without looking at the controller. But the original game, I think it's one of the few times that I played a game that I was so encompassed in that I would be at work or wherever I was at throughout the day. Like, I cannot wait to get home and play and when you get to the part where you're working, you're driving the forklift and you're moving pallets to earn money to, you know, try to fly home to Hong Kong family, I was, I was getting them damn pallets like my life depended on it. I, I just, I was so <laughs> deep in that game, bro. So deep in that game. Um, so you say you, ha you haven't played the second one. Have you played the third one? Cause you know so what I did was, and this goes back to my ADHD. <laughs> when the third one came out, I, I copped the third one. And then I guess they must have a pack where you could get one and two. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to get one and two. I'm going to play through one again. I'm going to play through two. And then I'm going to play through three. And I didn't make it, fam. I just didn't. I went back and I was like, God, I don't remember it being so. And it just, it didn't, it didn't work. I bounced. Dang. Yeah. And like, I, I've never played them. And I've, I've heard, you know, great stories about the games and, I think I was like about to, you know, pull the triggers to pick up that same combo pack, but then I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm, you know, reading online, reading on Twitter, and people are like, "Yo, this game like is purely nostalgia. Like, if you've never played it, it, it may not have aged well." So, yeah. um, I'd say, and I, I've heard the comparison between this and stuff like uh, Yakuza. Have you played any of those? I actually just picked up the. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's one on Game Pass. I just picked it up, but it's all subtitles and it's very cutscene heavy so i'm gonna go ahead and let you in on a secret i'm not gonna make it through this one <laughs> can't you can't get you can't make it through the, the cutscenes too many it's just a lot it's a lot 
Yeah. Um, I I recently like I think that was like one of the few games that I beat last year. Um, it's it does start off slow, but once uh-huh. you start like if you get invested in the characters and you start doing the side quests and like if that type of like off kilter humor is something that you like, you'll actually like play more and more of the game. But I can yeah I can sort of see where you're coming from. But this next part of this question, I I really want to know. Also, your favorite Dragon Ball Z character is not named Vegeta, and why? Uh, oh, what, man. What's going on with that? It's Piccolo. First of all, I can assume by your name that, that you are a Goku fan, and, and that's cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every, everybody <laughs> knows Vegeta's the draw on that show. Vegeta's the realest. But if it's not Vegeta, man, it's definitely Piccolo. And and the reason why is because Piccolo's a black father. Uh, Piccolo raised Gohan. He, he left his ass on that mountain when he was crying. Because that's what my father would have did if I was making too much noise. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's not if it's not Vegeta, it's definitely Piccolo. I can get behind that. Now, I think I might make it, like, one of the rules in the chat. Like, no no Goku slander. Because I know that's going to show up whenever you're talking about, you know, Goku. You're talking about Piccolo. They're going to go ahead and bring up how Goku is a horrible father. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> I'm not, but we we won't talk about that there. No no Goku slander. Um, yeah. Next up, we have another Twitter question from uh, at Daddy Sports. On this, on a more serious note, more the most challenging aspect of being a video game content creator with a wife, kids, job, and other responsibilities. Where's the time to game and edit? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, for me, it was just my release. You know, as you grow up, you're going to have interests that come and go. You know, one day you want to be a lawyer, the next day you want to be a doctor, one day you want to be a firefighter. I realized as I look back over my life, it was so many different interests. I had so many different things that I was into. The only constant thing throughout my entire life was gaming. Like, I can have the world's worst day when I get on the game. The only thing I want to do is crush whatever's on the other end of you know, my screen, whether it's the computer or other games online and really lose my screen games. And really, man, you know, I don't want to get too deep on you, but really like gaming really just been a blessing for me. Like it, it kept me out of trouble as a kid. Game has changed. Like now people game and you can be like cool being a gamer, but because I'm an older person, when I gamed, it was looked at as kind of weird. They would be like, man, you you a nerd. Like you're a little gaming nerd. Like, Everybody was outside getting into mischief, and, and I did a bit of that too, but I, I really feel like gaming kept me out of trouble and so much, man. I, I had to have an awkward conversation with my wife when I was first married. She would hear me yelling at the TV or whatever, and she'd come back and say, you um, you probably should take a break from gaming. And I was like, well, you know, why would you say that? I'm having the time of my life back here. And she was like, you just sound so angry. And I'm like, no, 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 this is joy. Like, it sounds like anger, but trust me, I'm having the time of my life and I need this in my life. And it started off with just, if, if I could game, I was fine. And once I found content creation, it was almost like the next extension of gaming, being able to take a game and, and record myself playing it, share whatever feelings I had, whatever weird stories that I had in my head, whatever characters I could make up, just doing that and finding people that, actually took an appreciation to it it was a match made in heaven so regardless of how long i worked i had days where i would work 12 hour shifts uh, most of these people if they if they in the chat and they like 
my my friends and supporters, they already know the story, but you know, I was working in blue collar work. I was working in a factory, you know, 12 hour days, either 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. or 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I would come home, spend a little bit of time with my family. You know, we would get in the living room, watch TV, whatever. My wife would have dinner ready, I would eat. And before it even hit my stomach, I would be in here on the computer editing a video or playing the game. And I, I realized I just, I loved it. I mean, it was just, it wasn't hard. I think when you're doing something you truly enjoy, it's not hard. And I made time for it. Nice. So um, for people that want to get into it and they, I feel like the biggest thing in doing anything like this is just time management. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, like, what type of, you know, uh, recommendations or what, what tips do you have for people that, you know, they have a wife, they have kids, you know, they have, like, you know, work. What What's the best way of, like, you know, balancing all of that? Step one is I, I always make a weird face when people say, like, oh, man, I, I used to game, but, you know, my lady don't let me game or whatever. It's like you have to be surrounded by the right people, first of all. So I'm blessed enough that I got a woman that understand the game and it's just, a necessity for me like I really need this and you know she stays on me about balance I don't always do the best job in balancing it and and she'll have her moment where she say all right now look you know you came right in you got on the game you didn't spend no time with me do you feel like that's okay and I'll be like no that's not okay so here's what I'll do you know so she keeps me grounded but I think the big thing is having a support system um I tell this story a lot too man when my wife was my girlfriend it early on, if she would call, if I was on the game, I would answer the phone and say, hey, you you good? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's okay? All right, I'm on the game. Let me call you back. And that turned to a thing where she would call me, and she would start the conversation. You on the game? And if I said, yeah, she'd be like, okay, well, I'm on the way here or there. You can call me back. And it started that way. So now my wife and I, we've been married for 10 years. So it's it's a thing. Like, she knows that I'm gaming. She knows it's important to me. And she helps me with the balance because I I don't always do a good job of it. Yeah, and I, I and I think that's with like a lot of things. You have to you have to find that balance. You have to I think communication is sure. a, communication is huge. If you don't have communication, that's where things really start to fall apart. So you know, building on that like commu- communication piece, that's like the first thing I think it has to be built. Uh, just mm-hmm. like you said uh you know shout out for your wife to you know help keep that balance between everything because like it's it's hard to juggle all this stuff it really is yeah man i I try not to give my wife too many compliments because i don't want to give it a big head (laughs) this is also a woman that i walked up to and told her one day hey i hate my job and i want to quit and do youtube full-time and her reply was quit let's let's do it so yeah I, i definitely got a real one Nice. So we're going to go ahead and take one more break before we jump into the topic uh, for tonight. So uh, once again, we'll be in the chat. So let's talk in the chat and we'll be right back. All right. What's going on, everybody? SSJ Blackrod here with Case Spade the Prospect. We are in the last stretch of the show of episode 55. Once again, shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, and everyone is here. Like, they're, they're talking. We're talking about uh, Ultimate Keyblades. We're talking about people having coronavirus. If you want to be part of this random conversation, you know, add us on Twitter, add us on Facebook, add us on everything. 
I think I think I'm gonna make a TikTok. Spade, you got a TikTok? Absolutely not. <laughs> How are you gonna get with the millennials if you don't have a TikTok? I'm just gonna talk to you and you're gonna talk to them. You're gonna be the middleman. <laughs> But yeah, like at some point, I feel like we'll we'll figure out something how to like get good content on there. I feel like you're not gonna see me dancing, maybe once or twice. I don't know. See, but see, got... see how quick that changed. <laughs> Went from not gonna see me dancing to uh, maybe once or twice. Maybe once or twice. Who knows? I, I I don't know if it's on brand or not. We'll see. But um, yeah, add us on everything. Uh, I do want to shout out the people who have followed us uh, while you know we're streaming. Um. If you like the show, you want to catch the show more often, just make sure you hit the bell so that when we stream, when we do episodes, you can catch us. So we can go ahead and talk about um, we can talk about sports. We can talk about sports games. You know, we got we got Spade on the show. Uh, that's what you, you know, that's your thing. That's your niche. Sure. Um, you know, so I feel like for half of the gaming sphere, you have people that as soon as we talk about sports. And like, wait, hold on. Let me check to see. Let me see if we lost any viewers at this point. Because you know, some gamers, you hear sports and they just they just run. Yeah. Um. But you got yeah. you guys you guys are still here. You guys are still here. That's cool. Uh. But yeah. sports games. Um. We're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about. Uh. You know, this past generation, what we've really seen, uh, what we think they could have done better, and what we want to see in the future. Uh. You know, 2020, as wild as this year has been so far. Um, you know, we still have next gen right around the corner. Yep. So, uh, let's see. Uh, let's let's start about let's start let's start the conversation on uh this past gen. Uh, Spade, like, what do you think? Uh, these sports companies, what do you think they've done right? Uh, what what did you like this generation? Well, ooh, do it right. What do I like? I, I guess it's tough for me, man, because I'm biased now. I understand the challenge. Uh, sport games got it tougher than everybody else, man. Having to produce a game annually um, is tough because a lot of times the improvements are incremental. People who aren't big fans of the series, it's easy to say the only thing they changed was rosters because if you don't play the game you know, extensively, that's all you see. But also in that short of a de- development cycle, not only can you not change a lot, but if you have something like if you've got legacy issues that can't possibly be changed in the development cycle of a game that releases annually. So I guess I can't even necessarily speak to what I see that I like. It's just once you get a view up under the hood, you just get a completely different understanding of the way everything works and the challenges that the development teams face. Well, let's let's speak on that. What are what are some things that you know now that you you know you're looking under the hood? Now you're seeing yep. how things are working. What's something that you know now that you uh you sort of want to like share with the rest of us? Like, what's you know how do things tick? Yeah, man. I, I think the biggest thing that I wasn't aware of before I got into the business was the the tug of war between uh like upper management and developers. A lot of times when things change in games, gamers go, man, the devs changed this, but the devs oftentimes want the same things that the gamers want, Mm. but the devs don't write their own checks and they don't create their own tasks. The tasks are created by upper management and it's typically, you know, 
I don't want to say orders, but you, you have specific things that you are told to work on. And you can have something that's, that's really near and dear to your heart, something that you're passionate about. And it may it may not make it through the cutting stage. And it's got nothing to do with the dev. And it's so funny, man. Gamers, I see gamers get on Twitter, uh, other social media platforms, and they go at devs so hard. And it's like, you guys have no idea that that feature that you care about or that mode or that whatever, chances are the dev is not the reason why it didn't go the way it went. So having an understanding for that, and it's just so many numbers and metrics, man. I, you know, obviously I haven't been in game development for super long, so I don't know how long it's been this way, but it's so many things are thought about. Like I told you, I went through a phase where I did music. When I wrote music, I did my best music when I just wrote a song and people liked it. Every time I went into the studio thinking, okay, I got to make this club banger that the chick's going to like, all those songs was terrible because I wasn't just like, to me, that restricts your creativity. But when you have specific instructions, like we have to do something to encourage casuals to play this game. We have to do something to make people who may not be a football fan. Yeah, we got the football fans, but how do we get people who don't like football? How do we get people that don't like basketball? How do we get people that don't like? And those changes and those challenges, sometimes it waters down the experience for hardcore people. And hardcore people go, they're running the game, they're doing this. It's like, fam, those challenges, they, it's so much more that the average uh, gamer just don't know and understand. Jeez. And, like, you know, you know, talking, I've been, you know, uh, I want to say, like, on and off, but, like, I've been talking about, you know, video games for a while. And when you sort of, like, you know, jump into and you start talking to people that are, like, working with developers, you start talking to developers. Once mm -hmm. you find that out, you sort of, like, it sort of changes the aspect on, like, how you look at things so you know nowadays when i see stuff like this happening when i see people on twitter like mad at developers uh i could definitely say hey listen like it's they, they're just doing their job like there's someone i hire up yelling at them to do the thing that you don't like so um, yeah. it's yeah i think that there's there's a disconnect um it is it'll, it truly it'll, is it'll be great to I, and i think once we get a company to sort of shift that and they understand, hey, this is what you know the, the gamers really want. Do you think that will be something that will sort of change the space? Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think I really wish. I mean, obviously, everything is is G thirteen classified. Like, it's so many things that can't be shared with the public for obvious reasons. I just wish us. I wish some of it was a bit more transparent because I just feel like if gamers understood, if if they knew. They just would approach things a little bit differently. And it I started to see that before I actually got into the industry. As my YouTube channel, you know, continued to grow, I was fortunate enough to get a chance to do feedback sessions for, for various companies. I did feedback stuff for NBA 2K, uh, feedback for UFC, feedback for uh, NBA Live, feedback for Madden. And it changed the way I approach YouTube. I started off doing videos like everybody else, like this sucks. These guys don't know what they're doing. They don't know what the people want. And then after I start doing those things, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, these guys know, man, but they, they, they have jobs too. And then the community flipped on me like, oh, so now that you go into those companies, they bought your silence. Like, no fam, now I see their struggle. It's easy to just, you know, throw criticisms from your living room. You don't know you know what those guys are going through but 
I just wish I wish the industry could be a bit more transparent. I, I think if gamers understood, if they could see a bit more, I think they would be a bit more understanding in some cases. Yeah, like this is this is why I like you know doing what I'm doing. Like you know mm-hmm. being able to you know ask you these questions and like you know people hear you talking about it. So now you know they'll say, hey, you know, listen to should I play that? We had K Spade on. And he was talking about how, like, you know, these things were happening in the background of gaming, and it sort of changes, like, their, their mental prospect. Yeah, and hopefully, sure. hopefully then they'll tell their friends about, should I play that? And they'll listen to that episode, and just everyone will understand what's going on. But, um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, that's, that's you know, what happened this generation. Uh, like I said, PS5, Xbox, you know, Series X, uh, right around the corner, uh, yes, we're sir. seeing advancements on just, like, how games are looking, how they're running. Um, you know, I, I know there's, you know, there's certain things that you can't talk about, but let's talk about like, as a gamer, what do you yep. want to see? Uh, what do you want to see like this generation or this, you know, this next generation in sports games? Yeah. I mean, with the more powerful systems and, you know, bigger storage, bigger hard drives, faster processors, I, I want to see more animations. And, you know, I really want to get to that point we know, and I feel like you know, but we know that games have animations and you can only store so much of it. At some point, you're going to see the same animation more than once. The more animations uh, developers are able to capture and store, the more they can make these games feel more organic and make them feel more real because you will be able to have so many different animations and gate them by so many different scenarios that you can make something feel super organic. Um, you know, so we're limited right now because I know at one point in time, man, we thought 16 bit gaming looked good. I remember telling my friends, like, look at the graphics <laughs> and they look like shit now, but I mean, but it to continue to go, I feel like graphically, if you're talking about visual fidelity, we are already at a great point. I mean, you can look at some of the games, you really can go back to 360. I think that, um, what is that game that I, I was playing? Uh, Rise, like the Son of Rome? That was a 360 game. That game was visually stunning to me. So visually, I feel like we're already in a good spot. Could it get better? Sure, and I'll take better. But I think what I'm most excited about is is just performance, uh, shorter load times, and, and you know, bigger, better games, more animations. From a gaming standpoint, that that's what I think I'm more excited about. All right. Let's, let's talk about, like, the, I guess, the elephant in a room. Where the mm-hmm. sports games, yep. uh, microtransactions. Yes, sir. Um, you know it's here. It's not. It's not gonna leave. Um, nope. Do you think there's like a way to improve uh, microtransactions so it doesn't feel as predatory? Or um, yeah. like, w- in your opinion, what would be the right way to go about it? Yeah, I, I think you. Again, I, I think you're on the right path. It. You can. You can have that option. And you can say, hey, man, you know, if you want to grind it out, grind it out. If you don't want to grind it out, here's some other steps you can take. But when it's like your phone is ringing, swipe card to answer your phone. Like, all right, fam. <laughs> now you can, you're like, come on. So, yeah, I think both things can be true. I think you can have it there. And some people are going to take advantage of it. It's some people that just don't have the time to grind all day and night on these games. And some people got the time and just don't want to. The wise philosopher Lil Wayne said, it ain't tricking if you got it. If I, if I want to buy everything, let me buy it. Yeah. But don't make me have to buy it. And once that balance improves in, in multiple games, with sport games is really the thing. Once that balance improves, 
I, I think I think it can be okay. I think it can get to a point where consumers are okay with it. You know, um, I don't know if a lot of people follow up with like like the law behind like microtransactions, but there are you know some countries that you know they're straight like straight up just banning it. So, yep. uh, like how, how like on like the development side on like that side of the industry, how are you guys like, you know looking at that? I, I really couldn't even answer. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> another thing that I, I feel like you know people don't know is just how in silos a lot of this work is done uh you know a lot of times people hit me up and be like man can't believe y'all y'all did this or that and i'll be like oh we did i didn't even know and i'm like how did you not know like fam we you know some of that information i just don't even know so i don't even know how we are dealing with it you know as far as gaming companies i know there's been some laws in terms of loot crates and things like that yeah but as far as I think if the microtransactions, as long as they aren't um, like uh, gameplay helping, like, you know, I don't want to be able to swipe for this game. Now I can run faster than you, you know, or something like that. As long as it's cosmetic or as long as it can impact gameplay to a point and, and a point that everybody can get to, but not beyond that, I think, I think it's okay. But I don't. I really don't know, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the loot crate thing. So I know, For sure. um, you know, FIFA, like they're they're huge with like their card packs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I know that that for the most part is going to be something that gets hit heavy if it you know comes over to the states um, and they you know start banning loot boxes here. But um, how like looking into the future, do you think we'd ever see a a live service sports game? Because I feel like it's it's we're sort of we sort of get that, but it's like year to year where we're sort of forced to buy you know a, a core game again. But essentially, yep. like the game is constantly being updated. Yep. Um, you think we'll ever see a future where sports games like they'll just be NBA Two K, and at that point you're just you know you're, the game is just being updated and you're just paying for whatever's coming out. Like you see like a like a, a battle pass for Two yep. K. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, technically it exists now. It just exists in the mobile form. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's any sports console titles that's there yet. But yeah, I, I don't see why not. I think more and more companies are, are looking to streamline. I saw someone in the chat said that they wish uh, sport titles could have two-year development cycles. And uh, trust me, I'm sure every dev wish they could have two-year development cycles as well. But until companies find the right approach that nobody wants to be the first person to go, you know what we're going to do? We are going to go completely digital subscription service and, and mismanage that thing, do it wrong, lose a ton of money. And everybody else is going to be like, Ooh, glad we didn't do it first. So I think people are going to try to find a smart way to approach it, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. And even as a gamer, I would be for it. You said, you said you would be for it. Like Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's what you know it has me hooked on games like destiny 2 like division like it's mm-hmm. something that i know that you know i could play for a certain stretch of time but i i'm not forced to like i don't have to play it every night i could you know right. drop it for a month or two and then jump right back in and then catch up so like whatever you know uh power level got increased to so yep. uh i think sport i i hope that you know like you said the developers would want more of a development time um i hope in the future we're gonna see that uh let's you know going off of like once again like just the future of just sports games what are some things that 
what what are what's like one or two things that's like on your i hope to see it i may not see it but you know i hope we get there from a, a gaming perspective yeah Oh, man. Uh, Again, this is something you and I talked about off camera, but I would love to see VR take another step forward. I mean, I say another step forward. How about a step forward? I would love to see VR be something other than uh, like a great horror game device. Uh, Right now, I I don't think it's any VR sport games, really. I know 2K had like a three-point shootout thing, and it was like a fun party game, especially if you get a couple drinks and you... But I mean, I would love to see VR take that step to, to to make sport games worth strapping the helmet on your head. That would be dope. Yeah, I think VR were like I think what it was was that VR wasn't there like like the hardware wasn't there. Um, you know, you had like the bulky you know uh, headpieces, you had all the yeah. cameras, um, you had the wires. A lot of people didn't like the wires, but you know, looking where we're at now with like the Oculus Quest. You know, you have a VR headset that you don't need a console, don't need a PC. You could just strap it on your head and you're good to go. So, um, and like I, I think I've read somewhere on Twitter that they, they figured out a way to increase like the power of those headsets, mm-hmm. but then at the same time also like lessen the load of like the CPU on that headset. So, um, I mean, we're starting to get the hardware. Like it's you know it's it's, it's something that I think we could see down the road i hope that we could see um i mean who who do we like in your opinion who do we have to uh, email or contact to sort of like get like a motion going that people want to see this i mean I, I think you started with the right people oculus is they kind of been they're the pioneers really mm-hmm. if you ask me yeah yeah so you know i'm in the same boat too i think with sports games like i'm huge on vr love vr uh, I'd love to see like that experience. I'd love to, um, and even then, like I, you know, they right now they only have stuff like the three point shootout. But I'd love to have the headset on and like I've I've played VR games with like a controller where like you you still use that to move around and like right. even then like it still feels weird at first. It but, breaks immersion. Yeah, but then you know you have controllers like uh, Oculus uh, controllers where. Um, at this point, now you have like those thumbsticks on the controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Oculus, now it could um, you can sort of read your hand. So like without the controllers at this point, you could it'll, it'll see your hand and like it'll scan it into the game. So wow, yeah, we're we're getting there. Uh, I think it just falls down to you know some company to just take the risk and and jump in and do it. That's crazy. Even the um, it was a Batman game on PlayStation Four that was VR. Mm-hmm. And it used the like the glowing orbs controller. It's got a trigger on the back. Squeezing that trigger made you ball your fist up. It looked good. It felt good. As soon as I got in the game, I squeezed the triggers. I lifted the orbs up. I could see my fist. And I'm throwing punches. I can see myself throwing punches. And it was absolutely no comeback mechanic in the entire game. I didn't get to punch a single person. <laughs> and I was so disappointed. The entire game, I beat the whole game in like two hours. Yep. I thought I was going to make a video series of it and they wrote, they ran credits in like episode one. I was like, what, what happened here? Like this was so awesome. So that was like a sneak peek at what it could be. I know that's not sports gaming, but even in that, it just felt like it was so much more they could have done. They just dipped that toe in. Like they could have dove right in, but yeah, a lot of that stuff, it was, it was a tech demo. For sure. I mean, it was beautiful, but I, I wanted to punch people, fam. <laughs> 
All right. Um, I I guess I mean we sort of uh, pinpoint the uh, conversation here. I feel like uh, you know the sports gaming. It's it's in a place that I feel it still has like a lot of room to grow. So For sure. you know, I I definitely you know that you know I'm extending the invitation out to you and you know anytime you want to hop on the show, talk about some sports games or just talk about games in general. You always have the yeah. You always have the invite, man. Um, All right, be careful with that because I'll just come in and sit on the sofa. Hey, with a staticky <laughs> mic. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna upgrade your mic. We're gonna get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the nope. mic won't be static. Let's hope not. Yeah, but uh, with that, we're gonna go ahead and roll out. Actually, no, I take that back. Um, we're doing something different with having guests on. Um, if you you know if you've caught us from like once we brought back you know should I play that. I think up until like episode 30, I had a segment at the end of every episode where I'd give some sort of motivational quote or some sort of like, you know, drink more water, eat your vitamins, eat your greens, wash your hands, wash your, wash your hands at this point. Uh, it, it got to the point where like at episode 30, every week I was adding more and like that segment became like a, like a five, 10 minute segment. Rod was like, Hey, Chris, we got to do something about this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, you know, being able to you know talk to people have people on the show i like uh for me i like spreading positivity i like you know saying something or spreading the word that will someone will listen to this and it'll sort of change their way of thinking it'll change like their thoughts so uh you know this week you know i have you on i asked you hey like what's something that you know is like your personal mantra or, or your 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 go-to quote and you just like me, I have a ton of quotes saved Same. on my phone. Yeah, yep. so it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to you know pinpoint one, but you had a really good one. So let's go ahead and talk about your quote of the week. Um, have it up on the screen. Uh, it's do you? I mean, do you want to read it out or? Um, yeah, I can. Okay. I don't see it on the screen yet, but oh, oh there we go. There we go. Yeah, so basically, man, uh, Charlie Day has a quote. You cannot let fear of failure or fear of comparison or fear of judgment stop you from doing what's going to make you great. Uh, Everything I'm truly proud of in this life has been a terrifying prospect for me. And I swear to you, this this quote just speaks to me, man. And, you know, those who know me understand that everything, everything. I I look around every day and I, I really just feel like I shouldn't be where I am. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a video game developer that can say that before I was a developer, I did YouTube full time. And before that, I worked in a factory breaking my back. And, and that just makes no sense. But um, a couple of things being consistent, me loving games and me just not being afraid to take that step. And that's actually not true because I was fearful as hell. I just continued to move forward, you know. And, um, you know, sometimes I look at this quote and it just takes me back to where I was at when I found this quote. and. I was looking for anything positive to to just keep me in the right frame of mind while I was going through this stuff, and I'm I'm glad I did. I got no regrets on any of the decisions I've made. Yeah. So you know, anybody out there, you know, listening to this, watching this, you know, take this quote and like try and apply it to your life. Like, just changing your mindset. At least for me too, it changing your mindset on stuff like this will change your world. Like you'll see things, you'll live differently. Uh, last week, I think I talked about the yeah I talked about this, but. You know, uh, you can't open old doors. No, you can't open new doors with old with keys. Old keys. Can't right. do it. So if you want, if you want different, you got to move different. So, uh, you know, with that, we're gonna go ahead and you know wrap up the show. We're gonna roll out the red carpet. 
K-Spade, uh, anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to plug? What's going on? Man, I want to shout out you, man. I didn't want to say this earlier, but a lot of people don't know. You and I, we we met in a GameStop, and we and we just stayed in contact ever since, man. So it's a small world, man. I'm super excited for you to see what you got going on here, man, and I, I, I wish you the best. I want you to take it over with this, man. Appreciate that. Um, you, any, uh, any place, anyone that's, you know, on our side of things or, uh, you know, where, where do you, where can people find you? Like, what do you, what do you have going on right now? Um, you can definitely find me on Twitter where I spend way too much of my time. You can also find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. Um, as you alluded to, I also have a sports podcast that I do once a week called strong arm sports podcast. You can find that on YouTube iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Podomatic, I, I think it's everywhere. And uh, pretty soon, you, you'll you see my name and some credits of hopefully some very popular video games. I'm going to go ahead and claim that now. So, yeah, man, hopefully hopefully you find me everywhere. Hey, man, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of speaking it into existence. We're definitely going to sure. see it. As crazy as 2020 has started, you know, we have things to work towards soon. Let's just change the mindset, folks. So with that, guys, it's another week. Episode 50 guys, 55, guys. I'm excited. Um, play more video games, guys. Have fun. Do something nice for somebody. Uh, I don't know, guys. Just have fun. Peace out. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Oh, no, I can't find the button. Here we go.